Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Qualified Pitcher Podcast, formerly known as the Unqualified Pitcher Podcast. My name is Ine Mudodion, one of the hosts, and with me I have... Introduce me now. Uh-uh. You're now proud. 2021. Introduce I have our in-house resident sanctified body. I've told you, delicious. I've told you before, <laughs> that sanctified body is for women. Guy, there is no Guy. gender with God. God is... Is it God that... that God made us that, now. That God crafted, expresses himself through God, us. Is it God that, that crafted the name sanctified body? You don't know. It could have been divinely inspired. You don't know. There's nothing God... What, what God cannot do does not exist. Oh, you know, please. Oh, yeah, introduce yourself. Well, hi, guys. My name is Fidel. Um, and it's a pleasure to be co-hosting this episode with the amazing woman of God in them. So, yeah. I'm happy to be here. I was looking Why for the woman not, of God. George, how many inems are in this place? I what was just, maybe, you know, maybe I've seen spirits and stuff. Okay, so today we're talking about grief. Yeah. Hmm. The way you even said it, said, as in, I felt it, it in my soul. So you said it with, there was a heaviness you said it with. But I guess that's, that's what it is. It is heavy. So yeah, what about grief? Ah, let's start with you. <laughs> Why me? Why me? No, I don't know. I just feel like. That by wrong cannot be. I feel like. <laughs> Guy, when Chandamo got engaged, Christian Sita, we made a Christian Sita. We went from grief. Aziga! Some women, some, some women, I feel like some yeah, women. Yeah, then recently like, I had. And Dante is also not engaged, but we've had a bit, and so everybody was just crying again all over. Dante Bowie? Yeah. Is it Bowie? That's how you pronounce it. I don't know. It can be Bowie, it can be Bowie, I don't know. I think I say Bowie, but. Okay. okay. No more. I mean, anointed men like that, it's usually safer for them to just have babes. So that yeah, but like it's not fair now. It's people that have been, you know, hoping and that's praying. being selfish. And seeing. Because it's not fair to them to be single and then. No, no, no. You, it's you fair. No, no, no. You actually, are here in Nigeria. It's fair to them. First of all, I think Chandler has, Chandler has the urban name. He has Nigerian ties. There's nothing stopping him from coming to Nigeria. First, first. He should, should live his life as, as he No, no, he's not coming to Nigeria. live here now. It's not coming to live here, it's just coming to visit and then the way these things work, I'll just go for the not me. Whoever will go no, for so the you don't cast already. That's what you're thinking. You fly, you plug No, I've always known they had the baby, so I never won't waste my time. Meanwhile, why can't you go and meet him there? There's that too. But I'm just saying the chances of us meeting <laughs> colliding. I think it's colliding. Yeah, colliding, <laughs> you know. You know like those movies where he's just coming out of after worshiping. Then you I'm just and, you, and then he's like, oh, my sister of you, God. You no, know, you bump into him. You have, you have to bump into no, him. No, this one is not, this one is not Hollywood. This one is Holy it's, Spirit. It's Bollywood, so the Holy Spirit is just like, look up. Mm. That sister, she's the one. Like Abraham looked. The Bible says he saw he saw a ram caught in the thicket. By you, the know, Lord, the Lord you know, you know. Not one. Just <laughs> the Lord said to tell his sister that the Lord he has ordained something for us. So as a woman ever told you, I don't know if we're going off topic, but it's fine. As a woman ever told you that she saw a dream about you? I had a dream about you, so you in her dreams. Okay, I'm not supposed to answer. Yes, you're supposed to answer. 
Have you ever Actually, yes, have, yes. Have, you, have you ever been on the other end of that where yes. you had a dream about? Um no, I haven't had I haven't I've not dreamt about anybody mm-hmm. in my life, but I saw that somebody was there, I thought I would. Okay. Cool. Um so back to the topic for the grief. Mm-hmm. Um so I didn't even know that I was going to talk about this, but then as I told you before we started, before mm-hmm. we pressed to record, that I had a friend of mine was talking about how grief is one of those things that can shake anyone's faith, whether yeah. old, new, Christian, doesn't matter, you know, so that's the whole point of having this conversation, to yeah. just share our understanding of how to deal with grief as believers, because there's a right way to do things, and then there's a wrong way to do things. But there's not really a right book yet. There is actually. <laughs> I can't think of other things. Yes, there is. So, um, should we start with you or with me? Um, ladies first, please. Yes, I, I'm I, not a lady. I think you should go. I'm actually not a lady, so this does not apply. So you are telling people on the podcast that you are what you are. When I think uh, of your, your, your and for the streets, your, your sexual identity is a controversy around. No, you no, but the reason why I do not identify or you're, or you're as a trans. lady. You I do not identify as a lady, not that I don't identify as a woman or a female, mm. is because when I think of ladies, I think of old Victorian times of them wearing the corset and it, that's high, that's honestly and 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 cutting and and I'm so far from that. <laughs> no, no. That that is my understanding of all this and I think ladies. Your understanding is. Mama, the conk is the original one. Uh, so because of that, I'm not a lady. <laughs> it's okay to dilute it when we come to this part. No. You're actually, you're actually okay. You are, you are a woman. Uh-huh. Thank you. Woman, women first. Okay. Yep. So, um, what year are we in? Twenty twenty one. Yep. In twenty twenty, last year, the famous twenty twenty, I lost my dad, and okay, breakdown, fusion. What are you doing? I'm listening to you. Wow. Wow. Just, just check. Anyway, so um, my dad got sick in I don't know where that was, maybe 2018, 19, I, I, probably 18, I think. But then it didn't get serious till maybe ending of 2018 or 19, that's when it started to get serious. And I remember the first serious one was when he had to do surgery, and he had cancer, he had to do surgery. That was the first one. I called my friend and I was just bawling because I sincerely, I wasn't at home. I was working at the time and I wasn't at home. My sisters were at home. They were sending me pictures and stuff. My dad looked like death. And like my dad was, you know, the, <laughs> you know the skeleton you see in the lab, biology lab from secondary school. That my dad looked like that. And so that really freaked me out. And, you know, I really, I just, called my friend thank god for you know when you're going through certain things you know you need to know the kind of friends to call so i called a friend that i knew would you know encourage my faith like you would i would cry and everything and he would be he would help me through that but i wanted someone that would also what's the word i'm looking for edify me Shout out to Dave Fire. Yes. Shout out to Dave Fire and Fee. We've had an amazing track. Me, but like, yeah. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Like, I'm just someone that will feed me with encouraging spur, words. Spur you yeah. Faith. It's pretty much it's still edification. Yeah, it is. It's just you people have to that people. It, they've given it a context. That yeah. Just, but know, that's not the context. Gen Z, that's all these Gen Z people. They can be very interesting. Well, I'm just going to get to that. What? So. 
so so yeah that happened and then that was the first experience with like near death of or almost losing him but he made it through he survived the surgery and for a while things were good he was fine he started to gain weight again like he was okay and then 2020 happened and then i lost my job and we, I, I think there was another incident before that i think there was another incident but i wasn't at home still so it was still different you're still kind of detached when you're not at home then 2020 happened and i got laid off and then i during the lockdown that lasted for a couple of months i think i went home so i was at home throughout and then that was it that was when i experienced having what it's like to be with, take care of, live with an alien person and whew, I would not wish that upon my enemy even though I don't know that I have an enemy <laughs> but I would not wish that on the worst person because it's especially when it's your parents you know you go from when you were younger this person was someone you looked up to still is when even as an adult someone that you looked up to but this is there was a point in your life where the person was invincible yeah. you know my dad never really got sick i think i have just one memory of him being sick and that was when he i think he had this appendix did he, i yeah. think that was what that was yeah. but i don't i don't have any memory of him really being sick so you know you grow up you think your dad your parents are invincible right and then the older i get you realize okay they're human but they are still yeah and then yeah, this happens and it really sucks to see your dad sh- literally shriveling before your eyes literally and yeah. to you see them in a vulnerable space very guy big, very very weak it got to a point during the lockdown where my dad was literally dying every day wow. like there was if we're fortunate, if we're lucky, we'd have two days where we'd not rush into the hospital. But it was like almost every day, either early in the morning or late at night, we'd have to pack him because he would be dead and he was gone, he wasn't there. And his body would be so heavy and he, he has only girls. So all of us would be struggling to carry him into the car and take him to the hospital and then we'll do right, revive him at the hospital and then he'll be fine again and then blood, um, drip, all of that and then we'll take him home and then like, it was exhausting, it was emotionally exhausting, it was whatever, it was a lot. So so yeah, but we kept, you know, my church was really, the tribe were really there for me. We kept, you know, praying with me, my friends were praying with me, they were really shout out to edit because it was edit i used to just call edit anita esther all of them were really there for me because i would just call them and some days especially this so this all i'm doing is crying because i am the first and i i felt like i had to present a strong front no matter how i was breaking inside it didn't matter like i had it mattered but yes but i had younger ones i had a kid sister family to take to be strong for so i just it felt like I had to shove down my own feelings and I could only really feel them when I was talking to my friends. Um, and then, yeah, for a while there we thought, okay, things were good and then things started to get really, really bad. And at some point it got so bad. It got so bad that I I don't speak my race to my family, but I started praying God just take him out of his misery. Like I didn't want to lose my dad, but it, it really hurt seeing my dad in that state and i was just like you know what 
if there is no way he can have long-lasting freedom and peace on the, and good health on this side, then it's best for him because it got got really bad. He, <laughs> got really bad. He couldn't stand. He couldn't. We're feeding him, bathing him, cleaning him. Especially my sister. Shout out to Wana. She was. She was. She overdid. Like she was really there for him a lot. So. Um, at some point, I came back to my house after the lockdown. I came back to my house, and this is—I <laughs> remember—I remember this very vividly. There was just this day where I was in the kitchen, I was washing plates, and then it was like I felt someone hug me. Obviously, I give it none, so there's no human being hugging me. I don't remember. I, I'm trying to remember if the two incidents were related because I remember there was a time where I had a dream and my dad died in the dream. Why he was still alive? Why he was still alive? But it was really close, maybe a day or a few days before he died, and then that whole thing happened. And I'm trying to remember if it was the same day. I don't remember for some whatever reason. I, I don't remember the timeline, but I remember it was really close. And in that moment where I felt hugged, a hug is underwhelming. Sometimes English language is it's not. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it just felt like I was enveloped in warmth and reassurance and comfort and I'm lost for words it just felt really I think I don't I'm not sure I think I might have cried a bit because it just felt so <laughs> edifying it just felt so good that I probably just felt like I could just rest and <laughs> relax and have what I don't have to that thing Relax, relax and be taken care of. Yeah. yeah. But the dream in the dream it was like a confirmation before he actually died that this was happening. And then I think the dream happened before that because it felt like God was helping me prepare. Even though like I was it wasn't like I was anxiously waiting for him to die and wanted him to die. It wasn't that. It was just it gets to a point where you see someone in so much pain and I just like go ahead take this pain away. And let me just do a quick detail. Being a Christian and dealing with sickness is a whole other thing because you go through points where you're, if you, if, no, you don't feel your faith is shaking actually because it's like you're praying. Like I was praying. <laughs> I was praying. And you know, I was, I felt like I was doing everything right. You know, I was reading my Bible, I was praying, I was. I was doing everything I thought I was supposed to be doing, and if it to feel like okay today the prayer will work, my dad will be fine. He'll be able to eat food and have it be inside him and not not throw up, and he'll be able to laugh and this and talk. Cause it got to a point where his face started to was uh, having like a stroke or something. So like it was a lot. So there were days where it would be like okay today's prayer really really worked, <laughs> and then the other days where like the prayer wasn't working, and then while dealing with this you have well-meaning believers with the best intentions coming to me to say are you praying you know this is the time where you need to be like the who is that woman in the bible that carried their family in their head there's a particular woman i don't remember the name of it was it esther i mean she carried a whole, a whole yeah probably i don't remember the person but probably esther 
you know, you know this is the time you need to step up and be this for your family. And then, and this is all without acknowledging or even asking, okay, what's up with you? Are you good? So it's almost like maybe there's something. That honestly, there are times I felt like, okay, maybe there's something I'm not doing. Maybe I need to go to the beach, wear white clothes, carry leaf. No, it's funny now, but like the this this well-meaning. Yeah, Christians with the best intentions sometimes without meaning to make me feel like there was something that I wasn't doing yeah. it was, there was a prayer mark I hadn't it's, I needed to, you yeah. know you hear those prayers you hear those prayers where you wake up 12 midnight, you move your clothes, lie down make it. <laughs> and you, yeah, so I was like okay, so maybe you know, it, something it, that you, you needed to do that you had not done so yeah, just so before I continue like I feel like we need to have some I don't know if it's emotional intelligence. I don't know what it is. Where it's like when someone is dealing with something. Because I know even this girl, Precious, has talked about it on on Twitter. How with her health, she, people will be coming and say, "Okay, you need to come to my church. This pastor is doing this." And guy, like she, she probably feels like she's doing her best. I mean, you come at people that are dealing with something like that, whether it's themselves, whether it's their family members. You make them without meaning to off your stick, but then the road to what I say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You unintentionally make them feel like, okay, maybe I'm not doing enough, yeah. and then that, that makes them feel bad and guilty and plenty things, and you can even mess them up spiritually because, like, what is the point when I'm clearly not a good Christian? So let me outsource <laughs> this this whole thing. So and it's even more interesting because there are times when. They tell her to do stuff because I've seen some instances. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I there done that. Talk another one. And my mind, I'm like. So I think it comes down to, if I may just speak to that place where, as believers, we need to do better with, as you said, compassion. What some people will call emotional intelligence. In that. You must not. I think what we do is we kind of like just want to be spiritual, and it's easy to be that because you feel like the other person is not being spiritual enough because they are in a funny place, they are in a they are in a place where they feel pain and everything. So you you feel like you need to complement or supplement their spiritual strength at that point. So you are coming with a spiritual. You know, you are coming with mm. spiritual ginger. Mm. <laughs> and so they tend to now bring that spiritual front. For some of them, I believe, for most of them, it's from a good place, yeah. as you said, good intentions, because they want to see you okay. They want to see the person who, you know, that person that is going through stuff, they want to see that person fine. And because they believe what the Word of God says, right, they are coming from that point. But I believe that, you know, you should lead with compassion there's a popular saying that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care Mm. right you must come from standpoint of compassion you must be you must be you must be as like in your case now for example it would not have hurt for them to ask you okay how are you feeling how have these past few weeks days been and then maybe even ask you how has prayer been for you because i mean when when people are going through stuff like on a normal day and this is if if we'll be honest Mm. let's be honest on a normal day when there is nothing going on in your life 
prayer can be somehow right prayer is not convenient all the time but as discipled christians we know that we must pray so we set alarm we set reminders we have accountability groups to ensure that spiritual discipline does not suffer and that's only normally when there is no grief when grief now comes there can be such an apathy and disinterest for spiritual things like prayer and, and studying the word that's on right? one end on the other end you can go into an overdrive and, yeah yeah right but then even that overdrive sometimes is from a place of desperation yeah and then that is another topic on its own because now the, the question is are you praying at that point where you are in overdrive are you praying from a place of faith inspired faith by the spirit of god are you praying out of fear I don't want this person to die, or I don't want to die, or okay, God, please, 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 God, your word said, your word said, God, yeah. please, but then, motive, how are you doing it, what are you doing, from where is it coming from, alright, um, as I said, that's another topic on its own entirely, but everything I'm trying to say, especially in this particular, at this particular point, is we must lead with compassion. You must genuinely be interested in the person, where the person is at, how the person is faring, what the person is doing. And being compassionate is not doesn't make you any less spiritual because I, I don't know whether it's the brand of Christianity that we see maybe in these parts, right? I don't know, but if you if you try to be emotional, as in you try to genuinely care for that person's emotions, right? They, it, I don't know whether they, they feel like it's like it has to be one or, or the exactly. other. Yeah. They are not mutually exclusive. You can care for the person. Jesus did it. Yeah. Multiple times. The Bible says he would look at people that were sick or in a funny place and he'll be moved with compassion. And then he will do what he did. Right? He would heal them, he would pray for them, he would ask them to, to take up their bed and walk. All of those things, right? From a place of compassion. It wasn't from a place of superior faith or trying to show them that he was the messiah there was never a time that jesus mm. was, was a healing person and he said do you not know that i'm the messiah why are you crying and you why know you who crying? i am you know what I'm saying? yeah right lazarus died lazarus was his friend the bible says that jesus cried now so many theological debates as to why jesus cried yeah. Yeah. Some people say he wasn't crying because he had died. He, he was wasn't crying because I've heard. See, let's not have a doctrinal debate. But okay. the point is, he cried. And some people will will argue that when John the Baptist was killed, mm. Jesus cried. So, expressing your emotions does not make you any less spiritual. Yeah. So it's okay for you to cater to that person's emotions even as you try to support them and you know help them be stable in their spirit in this that that spiritual point and i think at that point because they could they could be going through something where they just feel like you know what me and god are taking a break not that it's right Mm. but the whole point of having this conversation is because things like this like grief can break you and can change you into someone that you do not recognize if your friend is there if you do, even if you don't if if you already know the emotional state they are in or you don't know one of the best things that i've learned to learn to do is to pray for them I was just going to say that. before you even open your mouth to meet them and say 
absolutely like that is how the best way just stay by yourself and pray for them because like your prayers will definitely do way more than your words can because that your prayers are inviting god into the situation and then as opposed to you just coming with your flesh to say whatever exactly and I, i i also i also know this that when you pray for people genuinely mm. not from a place of because some people pray because they just you know let me show you that i can pray but when you pray for because like we were discussing just before we, we started to like to record i was mm. telling you how, how that somebody very close to me somebody that i really love and care about so much had to go through a loss and i know how you know there are times when i will just be like I really do not know what to say because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to because I'm not trained, and that's another thing we even need to actually talk about. Being with someone who's going through grief requires some form of training. Some people just do it anyhow they feel. There's some training that is required. It, it might be just even going to because I know there are times when I would read, I read articles, I watched YouTube videos. Right to just understand Stand. from a mental yeah. point, okay, what am I supposed to be doing at this time to help and support someone who is going through, you know, loss and grief. Even from the point where, you know, her father was sick because her father eventually passed. Mm. Um, I don't like to say die. I'm sorry because I don't believe that the believer dies. Mm. The believer transitions. He yeah. passes. The believer moves from this. Well, you know, when we sleep here, we wake up in court. It's, it's not death. Okay. Death is an enemy of God. <laughs> All right. So it doesn't touch. And that was what Jesus came to do. I was, I was just. Let me just make a quick detour. I'm so sorry. Just to make a quick detour. When Jesus went to the grave to bring Lazarus, he told them. He said, "I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who, who believes in me will never die." And then he asked his sister, "Do you believe?" She said, "Yes, I believe. I believe that you are the Son of God, come, come into the world." All right. Um, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in Him will never die. So the believer who um, who believes doesn't taste death. That's why Paul said to live is Christ. To die in quotes is gain. So death is not a loss for the believer. I don't know. If, I don't know if you understand. I understand. Right. So. Um, when had that passed eventually he was sick for a period of time for about two months and then he eventually passed i i know how that i i mean there was a time i took a break i went somewhere to pray and i was just like god this man needs to get healed because i mean i knew what it would do to her faith i knew how much she wanted it and i was relatively close to the family so i knew what it meant to them at that point all right so um, I said all of that to say that believers also need to understand that you cannot just barge into people and just say whatever you think makes sense. The same way you will not just enter a plane and say, oh, I've seen in the movies, or I think because this plane, if I want this plane to go over, I need to hold that thing, mm-hmm. put that thing that they hold in the cockpit. Yeah. How to put it up if I want it to go up and mm. I'll push it down if I want to go up. You don't just do that. There's training that's required to handle that. It's the same way you don't just budge into someone who is going through a, a tough a tough period of time yeah. and eventually even grief and just say, oh, I think this is what I should say and then you just open your mouth and talk. No, you can't do that. Right? Even if it means going to read things, asking advice from a professional 
because I did that as well. Right? I spoke to a friend of mine who had, who had also lost her dad many years ago, and I was just like, what can I do? What should I be doing? And she spoke to me. She gave me advice. Right? And all of that I was doing concurrently with praying for her, yeah. praying for the man, and pray for her as well. Yeah. Pray for her mind. Pray that you know, the peace of God will flood her mind and her mind is kept because it's so easy for the enemy to attack your mind, as you were saying, at that point in time where the believer is no longer even interested in, in, in the things of God. They are hearing about God and they're hearing church and they're hearing preaching and everything. And they're like, look, please, I'm not interested in this. Like, especially, so it's so important. I remember one time I was in church and I think I'd done one of the surgeries at the time or being to the hospital for something and we're praying we had a bunch of prayer requests it was like a prayer meeting and a bunch of prayer requests and then I think someone testified that God had healed the person of someone that they knew like after their, their prayer and I'm like God, is that shit on my head God am I smelling I see so yeah, so when someone is going through all of that, trust and believe that's not the time to come and be like, you need to pray more, you need to fast. Trust me, they have done or they are doing everything that they feel like they should do. Or they, because there were, there were questions before this now, it's not like they just became. Yeah. So they've been doing, it's not, these are new things that they are just starting for yeah. the first time. They've been doing this, so trust and believe that they are doing those things. So the best thing you can do, I would say, is pray for them on your own and then if you are close enough where you have a relationship with them and I say okay how can I help sometimes when I call my friend all I did was like, maybe we talked for if I was on the phone for one hour I probably cried 15 minutes after it <laughs> I'm exaggerating wow. I mean, I I, I understand. <laughs> but the point is but there are some days where you your friend call, yeah, friend, yeah your friend or whoever just needs to just cry some days they just need to just about something unrelated or something like just I'm learning, like, my, I have a friend that just recently lost his dad, and it's making me feel helpless, and I'm like, okay, so this is how those people feel, but then I'm, I'm just like, how can I help? What can I do? Because I also learned from my own experience, and I know what to do over, or... <laughs> yeah, so pray and ask how you can help, and do your research, like you said, yeah. like, that was really... No, I, I because she I won't get the husband material. Why are you doing this? You know, you know, anyways, anyways, like I totally agree with you, yeah. right? Um, being there for them, sometimes just being there, not even saying anything, not even saying anything, just let, let them know that you are there, you are there for them, you're there with them because. The thing about dealing with a an ailing person before you even if you do lose them is it can be very isolating. Dealing with anything traumatic can be very isolating because it feels like you are going through this thing, but the rest of the world is just living their very very best no, lives. Like, like every other person is living it their feels life. Like your world has stopped, but everybody's like it's like everybody doesn't even pay attention it's, yeah. it's interesting how the world moves on and i, I know we and you make, can't blame them everybody make, has to live their lives but in that moment you can feel like you feel like you're just alone and you're like wait what is going on can these people not see that this thing has happened to me or this thing has happened and everybody is and, we, and people we do their this is this isn't to shit on anything like people do their best people you know they'll be there but then people can only be there for so long and for so much so after a while like 
they check up on you, check up on you, and that's it. And then it's like, okay, well, this thing is still, yeah. <laughs> still here, and I'm still dealing with this thing, and it feels like I'm alone in this. So. To, to be very, very, very honest, it's it's it, it's justifiable in the sense that even someone who has lost their dad, maybe in the past, the person can have an idea of, of what you are feeling, but the person cannot be feeling exactly the same way you are feeling. And I'm sure I'm, I'm sure some yep. persons are like obviously. Yeah. And that dep- that's because different the people, relationship different exactly the relationship that as in nobody knows the quality of relationship, the impact, the proximity, the closeness, the intimacy that you had with that person who just passed. They don't know it. Right. So for some other people, when their dad passed, even though it was pain because it was painful, they really didn't feel it out because maybe they were not really close Ooh, to their dad. So like it's probably that, like this an ATM. Right. We're having that conversation. How exactly. many sometimes How a lot of men, yeah. fathers can just be ATM, so exactly. it's different. So it was just, but for some other people, their fathers were like there for them at every point, Present, every yeah. point in their journey. Their father was there. Their father was as much as their father was their teacher, their mentor. Was a, a lot of was a friend exactly so nobody really knows right so it's it is still something that every individual has to deal with but as we were saying having people who are there for you have having those who you know care about you and it can just be a call every now and then and just be like oh how are you doing right but again this is another like the other side of the coin for some other people right especially people who have not dealt with grief before they are uncertain as to what to do like oh should i call should i am i calling too much am i calling too much am i even calling at the right time what if this person is trying to move on and then i call them and i I ask them how they are and then i'm reopening a wound that they're trying to close so there's a lot of uncertainty around all of those things so we can't blame i want us i want us to be no holy spirit to guide you exactly so i was i was was, was going to land there it's it's almost like the best thing that you can do is to pray for them and then you know just call and just be like how are you just to know have a feeling of where they are and then you know how to how to you know how to press press on from there because like in my experience and that there were times certain people would call and it was they probably thought it was the idea but i know it wasn't it was the it was divine because it was exactly what i needed at that time yeah Yeah. so or a word a random word you know just if maybe they send you a vn and then you're just at the point where and then the person is just saying the exact same thing so i mean and i know this is a bit tailored for believers spiritual people right but even for for people that don't believe if you i mean you have a friend who you know is an an unbeliever this might be the, the reason why you know the person eventually comes into it when they see that love they see and they're like wait how did you know i was thinking about this and then you send in the video you know you, you, you call them at, at that point in time and you know you use the gift of, of, of the spirit um and then you you minister to them and they're like oh wow this is this is interesting this is interesting how did you know right for a lot of people right the gospel is what is what will get them saved that's there's no debate but what will even open their ear to hear the gospel that you want to preach to them is how much love you actually show them. Um, and love, love is such a, is such a 
heavy force. We, I, I don't think we properly understand how heavy love is. It's so heavy. Guy. It's so heavy. Talking about like a whole dimension to love. Seeing my parents go through this thing, I can't just marry anybody. Because a lot of times we marry for that moment. He has yeah. six packs. She's working out. I'm just saying. He has not said his hair is still full. He has not gone for <laughs> like these are contributing factors to why we might like be mindful of the person that they are right now. Yeah. But you have to consider once this person could be sick, yeah. once this person will get pregnant, like whatever the situation is, seeing that see what my dad went through and seeing my mom really step up to the plate. Not like she wasn't stepping up, but she was, but seeing how stepped up. And in the past when my mom my mom went through something before and seeing how my dad stepped up. You can't just marry and say this like you have to understand what love requires that there'll be times where it won't just be all chocolate and flowers if that's your thing come on if we start to talk about <laughs> marriage here we won't leave this place this there are times where that love requires that you sacrifice and you are there for them when like there'll be times where my mom would cook like my mom can cook and my mom loves cooking and so my dad obviously is sick so he stays but yeah either terrible or he can't really keep anything in my mom is going out to her rage this month she's cooking this one she's cooking now so there'll be times where the whole day she has cooked like three different things just to entice him and get him to eat and she finished it and he's like i'm not eating oh i don't i i'm i try i can't guy you just like you just punch this one oh, she, i mean she, she. I, I can't understand that, but so, she, she, you understand that. It's, I mean, it's not normal. So it's I'm just saying, like, point. talking about love, <laughs> just know that if you are going to do this love thing, yeah, ah, because the the closer I, I get with God, the more I don't like to say spiritually mature, because that, um, but yeah, you see that love is love is so much. Love is a lot of work. Like some days I'm me, I'm like I'm be so antisocial. Some days I don't have to be in my house. God is like pick up your phone, call that person. <laughs> I, I almost put out a tweet today. How that? So let me tell you how this whole thing happened. I was going for lunch, mm-hmm. right? So I, 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 I was taking a walk to where I usually buy food, and I, I was walking, and then the Holy Spirit just said to pray for somebody, somebody who right now i'm not entirely happy with um and god is still helping my heart because mm. person actually I, f- I i feel and my feeling is justified <laughs> if i if i do say so myself that the person actually upset me okay right and the person did me dirty mm-hmm. and then i'm walking that is like i don't care you love the person said, regardless pray for this person because uh-huh. i was praying under my breath as i was going i was i was praying in the spirit as i was going to where i'll buy food and then you just came and I, I know that this one cannot be me because yeah. I cannot be thinking about praying for you <laughs> what I'm thinking about right now is if I see you I want to slap your face <laughs> and I, I'm not a violent person but I know that I, it could not have been my own mind or intuition to pray for them I know that for sure and so Holy Spirit says pray for this person thankfully like you were saying in my journey with God in my growth journey I've learned to not argue so even with the reluctance and that initial inertia, if I can use that in quotes, right, I just started to pray for them. 
and I started to pray and I got specific prayer points like pray about this and pray about this and pray about this and then I prayed about everything and then I felt so much lighter alright why am I saying this I'm saying this because if you pray for people like if you will just pray for them right prayer is so key and it's part of that love walk that we are talking about you know a lot of people don't understand how powerful love is Jesus told his disciples in John 13 I believe verse 35 he says this is how men will know that you are my disciples when you love one another I think it's the, the NLT that says this is a proof that you are my disciples of the world when you love one as in love is so as in it's so important to God God is not faith God is not hope God is not prosperity God is love it is who is and that's that's what he wants us to actually so love work is not a lot of us think is being kind and, and being nice it's sacrifice it is or, or doing or even being kind and nice but on your own timeline preference will die when you when you walk in love preference will just fade away to vanish it will go for vanishing <laughs> when you are walking in love the things that you would rather do right and the reason why we are like we're speaking about this is because even with grief right sometimes what you think you should do for that person is not what the spirit of god would have you do right on even at the point where you're like oh i think this is what i should do i think this is what i should do and then it's not that it's something else so it's so important and everything is everything is connected because we're we're talking about grief and we're talking about love right everything is intertwined yeah it's so important so important so yeah so back to yes i did that still before the many details i think the hug was where it stopped mm, yeah you're telling us how you felt like reassurance that you felt warm i felt comforted felt, i felt light yeah. yeah i felt like i was walking on sunshine <laughs> it was just that feeling of you're not alone mm. You know, yeah. and then in the moment I didn't necessarily understand it because my dad was still alive, obviously. Mm. And you know, you are still expecting a miracle while you know, praying. How do I put this? I think this experience, this is how I it. This experience taught me how to pray God's will above mm. my will, yeah, because my will was to have my dad still be alive. My will and his will, like my dad's will, was for him to be alive and see his daughter do father-daughter dance. Like, obviously, like, if my will and my dad's will was for him to be alive, to see his children's children's children, all those things that we see, I mean, is great and all. But it got to a point where I was just like, you know what, your will first above mine, above what I want, above what I desire, like, and, and it's going back to the well-meaning christians it, it wasn't always easy explaining that because there'll be times where i almost feel attacked it's like you need to pray this you need to do this you need to and i'm like i'm praying but ultimately and how do i tell them that ultimately like there's some people i try to tell ultimately i'm praying for god's will first because i remember i know what i want to say sometimes eh, this is a whole other this is just a quick detail into a whole other podcast topic episode sometimes christians Acts like 
God is for us as opposed to us being for him like we put our desires first before God's desires like we don't even care to ask God what is your desire it's like God this is what I want and human beings we, we can rationalize anything we can carry Bible people have used the Bible to explain why there was slavery why slavery was needed like people can do whatever use the Bible to explain why you should still stay there when they are beating you and they are people teach the Bible so yeah so sometimes I feel like we in our zealousness and our I need to show people that, as I said, we wonder, walking, how does that phrase go? God, that he can do things. I feel like sometimes we try to impose, you know, our desires or, or, or our wishes upon God as opposed to, okay, God, this is what I want, but ultimately you will first. Okay. So, I totally get you, um, but what I want to say is, and you most likely not be able to delve into this deeply we can have like another podcast yeah. where we'll talk about it properly and then we'll look into the into the word but God's will is his word mm-hmm. right the word of God explicitly tells us God's will right as you said because people can twist it it has to be properly interpreted mm-hmm. there's a way to rightly divide the, the word if there's a way to rightly divide it then it means there's a way to wrongly divide it because yep. people have wrongly divided the word and interpreted rubbish but we also need to understand that in saying oh god's will god's will god's will we need to be sure what we're what we're saying god's will is yeah right so god doesn't will for bad things to happen yeah definitely to die and all of those things right his thoughts towards us are always good, good. and not even yeah. right. And as I said at, at, at the beginning, death is an enemy of God. So God doesn't like God and death and God. They are not friends. So God doesn't. I don't know if what I'm saying. Yeah. The point is, we just need to be very careful what we say the will of God is, yeah. and that's just where I'm just going to like hang it. We'll, we'll talk, we'll about, talk about the yeah. Well, yeah, that's very true. But I'm saying that because I've come to this place of understanding of realizing that this God thing is almost like a military thing. That might sound extreme. But it's almost like, okay, you have your... Anybody who's been in the military, like I haven't been in the military, but I have like family members. Like there's a, this is, this is my general, this is my whoever, this is... Yeah, and I think that so there's that, but I think that um, when we do this prayer thing of giving my life to Christ, becoming a born again Christian, receiving, receiving, yeah, yeah. we we tend to focus subconsciously, unconsciously, or be conscious, please (laughs) focus on the making Jesus Christ our savior part mm. and not necessarily the Lord part yeah yeah and having this everybody wants to be saved that's why we have Superman Captain America like that's why we have because we constantly need a savior yeah. so like it's easy to want and desire and and, and accept that savior part it's yeah. like just was to save me when my rent was almost due and God came in and he turned my life Never around <laughs> you know like God saved me God like that part is the easy part but the Jesus Christ is my Lord part 
it means it's a lot of your thoughts your words your mind your feelings your yeah. every single thing like yeah. and i feel like this experience helped me understand that better where it's like maybe i should say more maybe not the best example but this whole experience not just my experience but like people's interaction with me during this experience my like it was in, just a very learning it's a learning culture yeah anyways moving on so that happened and then uh what happened? i think that happened i don't remember what did that happen but it was really it was maybe the day before or two days before like it was not not to three days well my dad passed that is as you put it um sometimes if I, I i know it's not the easiest thing to do but it's something that i'm training myself to do right um i have not lost anybody close to me yet but eventually it will happen i mean it's the natural order yeah i should bury my parents so it will happen and it's something that i'm training myself of already right to think about the benefits of it or the good part of it or the pro of it so they are exactly their pros and their cons the cons is here on this side you feel pain you feel loss there's a sense of loss we feel the grief which is what we're actually speaking about um, we feel all of these things but i always just try to remember that they're on the other side and there is so much glory they receive their rewards as a crown, you know, all of those things. That beauty, that they are in a better place where there is no there suffering, is no, there is no jubilee, there is no worry, there is no <laughs> recession, there is no coronavirus, there are no, there is no pain, yeah, right, or anything of such. And I'm reminded of what Paul writes. I believe it's First Thessalonians. I think it's First Thessalonians 4, 13. I'll have to confirm that I'm not correct. <laughs> well, you know, he says he doesn't want us to mourn like people who've not mm, had Yeah. So I, I held on to that during like, that, so that, that experience. Or this experience because I'm still going so through it. Important, yeah. Right. That, you know, at the at the drop of God, glorified bodies. Or if you like glorified bodies. <laughs> Just what I'm saying. Yeah. So we, it's something, it's it's a training I'm giving myself now and it's something I try to just remind as many people as much as I can, you know. Yes, you feel pain, you feel lost, but just re- remember that yeah. it's normal. But even, even that Bible verse, right? So I know the Bible verse, right? Mm-hmm. And trust me, it was an anchor. It is an anchor. But even then, it sometimes you just feel like certain believers will just use it to just bash bash you with it. Like, don't cry, don't feel your feelings. We've already spoken about this, but you just mentioning that reminded me of that. But anyways, yeah. moving on. So the hug, hug is not enough. It's inadequate. Yeah. I think that's probably like the second time in my life that I felt that sensation, and I do not know how to describe it. But the experience are you okay the experience happened <laughs> the experience happened and then a few a days <laughs> a few days later um august 1st last year bless you 
Um, this this whole experience has changed me so much because before now, I think at, once I started working in 2015, like my phone was always on silent. So this August first morning, my phone was on silent. But after that, since that experience, my phone is on silent. <laughs> so these things kind of change you almost forever. But my phone was on silent, so I missed the first call, or first couple, maybe one or two calls, around maybe two a.m. or so. And then I think I finally called back around maybe four, five, six, I think. Four, six, I think. And then my mom was just like, ah, where were you? And called something like that. And was, no, my sister, my kid sister, my baby sister was not that picked. And I'm like, ah, what's up? She's like, I've seen them, that is dead or something like that. I'm like, give mommy the phone. Because I, I just, I was like, as in you, your mind could not just yeah. understand what you were saying. Like, maybe, maybe I'm not here well. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's talking about someone else or something. And then I give my mom the phone. My mom is like, yeah, he's died, he's just that, 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 you think you are prepared, right? You think, okay, yes, I've been comforted. Yes, even though I don't really understand until, because yeah, me, I'm going to do this thing of, Sometimes I understand, not sometimes, a lot of times I understand things better looking back. Hindsight is 2020. Right? <laughs> so, in spite of all those things, like, it was still. I wept, nerve wracking, yeah. head shattering. Guy, it was I so. And I was alone. And I was just, just bored, man. And as of my rent, I have my old place, I had the neighbor that was my friend he goes to drive to shout out to Isaac I went to his place and I was just like I don't know if, I think I, I think, by the time I went there I think I was feeling spent because like I felt like I didn't have any more you know tears any more crying in me and then I told him and he was just like I think what do you I think he gave me one instance as well as someone to go home but then I called my friend Esther. The Esther we were talking about before now. She was just like, then just come to my house, come to my house. Because she didn't want me to be alone. And then I went to her house. That was the thing I said about having being being around people that are going through stuff like that. Because being at her house, I, I don't think I cried anymore while I was at her place. And it went, which went out, I just think I was watching something on my laptop. Which what, and we just occasionally just in. And my mom made her fun because she told her parents. And oh, I cried when I go to her place because she told her parents so her dad these days seeing people's dads is I'm happy for them but it always is in mind that I've lost yeah. my own dad yeah I've seen any old guy this is really um so yeah dad is like oh sorry for your love <laughs> and I just started crying with my game then more made this sweet man <laughs> that I had I think it was breakfast in the afternoon and then because I needed as once again the first and then just one day to just be by yourself be by myself um, feel um, my process, feelings yeah, before going emotions. home to try and be as strong as i could so yeah but i'm glad you, you got that because a lot of people are like they just they are, they are plunged into responsibility and they don't have that time to process their own feelings so i think that was what, what happened with my mom sister probably because they were there and then i don't know 
this say this thing with the best intentions <sighs> guy i don't know why we have this culture of someone loses someone and everybody's going to see the person like i was so pissed for because there was the apprentice is customer that's a whole other wait, thing wait i'm so sorry you, you know we, we spoke about like having some people around you are, yeah. you are you saying that in, like too many people came okay maybe because they're not my friends maybe it was oh, different yeah this I can, is I can, I can <laughs> this is so um my dad built a house in badagri before i was born so they are they have they are like pillars of the community like people know them so so going home and it's just i just seen some people you never met before some people you know them some you know them but you don't like them like different and it's, it's a it's yeah it's a it's a cultural thing in this country where people feel like okay this is let me take food to, to them or let me i don't even think anybody to brought food well not that i think about it maybe one or two but mostly it was just people coming and then also this culture thing when people are in your house you have to take care of them you have to serve. Like I remember my dad was a chief. So when the chiefs came, there was this whole thing of my mom giving me the thing as by the first, doing the whole recital thing, and then of how you're going to go and talk to Can I just I lost someone? Let me just Yeah, but that's a whole other thing. Like I feel like I mean the thing that I've I've thought about and I know that other people have have thought about it as well because I've seen some tweets. This whole culture thing we have, I, I, I think it's a Nigerian slash African thing where somebody loses somebody, people will come, the person still has to feed. I was like, like someone. What what exactly is the big idea? What how do you rationalize that? A lot of people don't know I'm me. The one who lost, lost someone, someone. The one going through emotion. I think it comes down to the fact that we're really not. We really not. We don't care about emotions. Emotional. In this. Yep. I mean, that's almost the same reason why uh, a lot of a lot of people in the older generation they don't get when you start to say depression in their mind. They're like, come on, will you stand up from there? What they're just that, being what lazy. They're being lazy, yeah. or you talk about your mental health. Mm. For them, it's foreign because they don't get it. What are you talking about? Right. I think it, it, it connects health, with that exactly. Yeah, all, like, all of those things are they are very. They're very scarce. Because I remember, scarce. funny enough, that period, that the thing the day I went home, or that week when I went home, I was watching Green Leaf. It's a series. It was a Christian series, bro. Mm, I've heard some interesting It really ended well. Like, I feel like the, the people or the person that wrote the last episode, it was divinely inspired because it was. Before that, it was just flesh, flesh, flesh. But that end. We give all glory to God. So they started out with the pleasure. Guy, it was like starting with the They did the opposite. It was like, how can we show the worst of the worst of the church? Yeah, I heard, I heard so many interesting about this, so I decided to not. I don't, I don't have the time. So, the but yeah, you were saying something. Yeah, so that period I was watching, and then it was ending, and one of the final episodes was them losing the bishop, their father and husband, and and grandfather, and. Like those people, so I think he died in the room with his wife. And then at some point, the wife called him children, and they had their moment. And I think maybe the next scene was them at the burial, and it was just them. <laughs> this is yeah. 
because I had like one of the first few days I went home. People don't really know me like that because I'm not always around. They know my sister's mom. So someone just came up to me and I don't know her from anywhere. I probably will never run into her. And she just came up to me and she's like, please, I need water. And I just looked at her. <laughs> like <laughs> Because no, but seriously, the amount of money spent during this thing is just ridiculous. Because almost every day, if not every day. Money for food, money for drinks, non-alcoholic, alcoholic, plus water, plus gen. Guy! I just looked at her. Thankfully, God saved that my star came out. I said, no, come let me show you because I was I I baby what that come out of that being. You cannot drink water from your You cannot go outside and buy water like it was just ridiculous, but I, 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 I feel like as much as we, you know, we say all these things, it's also important that we realize that, you know, you can't give what you don't have. And for a lot of them, they are doing their best in terms of what they know, right? Um, I, I, I always say this because, and I know some people will be like, oh, <sighs> it's their responsibility to educate educate themselves and, and everything. Yeah, yeah, right. They are doing what they know. Yeah. Maybe they knew better than so we do better. Exactly. But then what you know is trash. You have to change it. Yeah, because I feel like the there is a the word was in my head. There is a vulture-like thing mm. attached to burial. Attached, a vulture culture. Thank you. Attached to burial. Whether it is going to the village and having that guy i said I, I keep meaning to i plan on doing a whole article series on this whole process because going to the village my mom went to the village first of all they invited my mom home for formal announcements what is that my mom like and that's another thing because of those kind of things you can't even feel your feelings because one of the first five people my or three three people my mom called was my uncle to just do formal announcement before they say she's the one that killed even though everybody knew everything that was happening at every point and so they now, after, despite that, they're like, oh, you need to come to the village for my announcement. <laughs> she goes to the village and they're like, take lists. So apparently when you're married, there's lists. When you, when you, when you die, there's lists. <laughs> the money that people made off my dad, off my dad's passing, there's that. The, 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 the tradition of people, there are people that you just know that every because there's a thing of i think it's south a south thing of coming to someone's house for me i think it's supposed to be i think my mom couldn't leave the house for two weeks or so so like for those two weeks or so people were coming to the house every single day and there are people that are coming that you know it's just food they're coming to eat they don't care about you they don't care about your feelings they don't care that you lost someone they just they probably not even seen you in years so it's not like there's any so there is that culture there's that vulture culture attached to the whole burial thing especially if it's someone that is known or like a chief or like a guy i was just angry this is one of the reasons why i am a huge advocate for you know questioning some traditional things we have adopted right tradition is there for the change it's for the people if the people come together if it doesn't say, serve the people anymore then, then there's no need to be changed right yeah. so some of some of all these things are things that we need to just you know but change. then it's so i don't know that it can really change like that because 
Yeah, thank God for a ghost. Because I went through phases and my friends. I went through phases. I was, I was just angry. Like, I was just seeing red. Because. <laughs> because. I wonder what, what angry in them is like. I've never seen you angry. But. I, I don't yeah, like to be angry. Yeah. yeah. Like my dad in that sense. Like, they want me. But. Um, I think I get really quiet. Because depending on the thing, I might get. That, that depending on the kind of anger. If it's impotent rage, it's just I was feeling throughout, I will start crying because I know that I can't do anything about it. So this anger, it just needs to come out somehow and need to come out that yeah. So I know that. Um, but the reason why I said this, is, I don't know that going to change anytime soon, is because these culture people, these vulture people, <laughs> are indoctrinating the younger generation. So that's why I said I just remember that this period I was mad because I was I was mad at men. For the time I was mad at God. I was like, God, I need to make me a man. Because my mom, we are all girls, right? And in this cult, in this society, you are the same thing with a child. You don't have a voice. Ridiculous. You don't you don't have a voice like makes absolutely no sense. I'm like, look, I'm here. I occupy space. I have body. My mom has body. We occupy it's not as if we are lanky lanky. They're like, okay, maybe I miss them. They're like, (laughs) they're like toothpicks i did not see them we have body in our family you cannot miss us but these people are just talking like nothing and then there was a period i had like two seconds of hope where they invited my cousin in and i was like okay maybe he's a younger person, he's a younger person maybe and then this guy is just like hey, whatever and i was like yeah, i do do <laughs> you will be like bro we are doomed because these people are intentionally Bruh, I thought, bruh, I thought Guy, these people are intentionally passing these things off This yeah. messed up tradition culture to the next generation So, me, I already felt like this before this But after this whole experience, I'm like Look my family, when I die, they meet me, burn me Because that's not me Because we actually went to see my dad in Montreal And that was not my dad, that was an empty shell so I don't know why we do so much ceremony and so much to just bury and like and if we are being the way I see it, they're just adding more stress and trauma to people who have already lost their loved ones. So what end? If we are being like if I if I detach myself from the situation, this person is going to go into the ground, right? Some people spend money like ridiculous amount of money on caskets. Which they are grave robbers, they go, they, they throw away your body and they take you. So there's that. Then this body that you are putting in the ground, worms will eat it, it will turn to earth. So when you and I think about it like that, I'm like, I don't get why we go through so much and we, we put in so much and just just cremate the person. Not me, I'm dead anyways. That's not me. Anyways, coming back to I feel like we've gone through. This has been a whole, this has been a whole journey. Like we've touched uh, a number of things, but yeah. yeah. So conversation. After all of that happened, because you know the, the one good thing about all of that happening, the whole burial process is I'm not. I didn't have the opportunity, the time, the emotional band, anything to feel my feelings. Mm. It was just like every once in a while, maybe something happened. Like the first time, the first time I went to the village, I went to the village for the day before the burial, I think. My dad really loved going to the village. Like really loved going to the village. If not for him, I would not have any business with the village. If not for him, we would probably not have any. So like it just felt weird 
being in the village, I've never been in the village without him because he's the only reason why I get there. So, you know, being in the village without him was one of those moments that I came to like, okay. Yep. Or <laughs> I feel like anybody who has lost anybody that listens to this will really relate because certain stupid things that I did not even realize or take for granted will just start hitting you. Like, now if I enter the market and I see almond nuts or almonds rather yeah and I, I have tears in my eyes it's ridiculous <laughs> because I, he, he used to like there's not a lot of things that he liked so he liked that so whenever I went to Badalik and I went to the market I knew that as I'm buying things for the children I'm buying at least this one thing for him that I know he's going to enjoy so just losing someone is, is interesting because things will just start it's almost like you start to there's before and after this is a new chapter of your life there was the life you lived while this person was alive and now this is a new chapter that this person does not exist but you still carry this person with you and so even dealing with that as a believer right can be tricky because i'm not going to lie and say i did this right trust me i mean I, I, if i could have a do-over i can't have a do-over it's not like i want it to go <laughs> But there's so <laughs> there's so many things I did or didn't do that I'm just hindsight now I'm like ah in a thank God for grace and mercy and all of those wonderful things because thank God for God guy I wonder if I thought I was the only person that prayed that prayer like one of my first prayers is thank you for you because if it did not survive uh, if it did not exist guy it will be a whole other thing yeah. So, but moving beyond the okay, this person is uh, has passed now, and they are buried this person now, and trying to live without this person. I feel like that's another thing that can really mess someone's faith up if you are not careful, because it's it it, it it's like you are trying to live with a hole, like a huge gash, like a huge gaping hole inside your heart and the thing with pain eh, there's the right way to deal with it there's the wrong way to deal with it and sometimes it gets so overwhelming that there there is that temptation to turn to other things turn to alcohol or smoking just anything or sex or anything that can numb the pain because sometimes you don't you are tired of feeling yeah and then it's just like, what an escape. I just, I don't want to remember that this guy is no longer here. I don't want to deal with the fact that this guy is not going to come the same name as you eating. <laughs> like, I just, for today, for this moment right now, I want to lose my head and forget. That's such, that's such a delicate point. Such a delicate point. Handling grief is such a delicate point. Because, as you said, that can be as in it's so it's so pivotal it can make or mar a person's faith journey in fact a person's life right because it, as you, like you also said a lot of people tend to turn to things that give them escape temporary escape which i think in the long run is even worse because i just postponing it exactly it's still there there's something about time there's something about time People think that time in itself heals, but that's not true. The passage of time does not heal. Mm-hmm. It's the process of time. 
so people make that mistake where they're like oh time Preach. heals time heals time heals but yeah. it's not just time, time. passing yeah. it's what you do with that time as it is passing so the passage of time does not heal it's the process it of time the passing so, of time doesn't change anything the person exactly. is dead person you, is feel, dead. you still feel and if you have turned to all those things that give you a, a temporary escape it's like having a dead thing in the house and then you're like I'm just going to push these dead rats, for example, under the carpets and pretend like it's not there. Well, you will not be seeing it, but the stench is going to get worse as time goes by. So the fact that you've not dealt with that that hurt, that pain, that feeling, that grief, you've not dealt with it. And you think escaping to sex, alcohol, drugs, or even people will help you deal with it. You're making a mistake because... That's the passage of time. It's not the process of time. So handling grief, the best way to do it, right, or what I believe is the best way, is having a community of people that genuinely love and care about you, right? As believers, that should be the norm, but unfortunately, it's not, it's not because yeah. a lot of people are growing in their in their work with God. But having a community of people that you're accountable to, that, that love you, that you can be vulnerable with, exposing that thing this is how i feel this is where i am this is what is going on and having a lot of people who have the spirit of god speak to that situation that you're in encourage you support you pray for you minister hope and healing and health to your soul is so important it's so important and then also channeling a lot of those feelings that you have to god right God gives us people. The Bible says that He's the one who puts the solitary in families. So God is interested in you having a community of even Jesus. Jesus had people. I was going to say, sorry, when I talk about friends, like as human beings, there's just that thing in us that sometimes is constantly searching for an idol or idols. Like see the children, the Israelites now, like they had God in their backyard, but they're still like, ooh, Jeremy, let's do cow. Yeah. You know, there's so even with the friends and the community, there has to be wisdom in it. Because if you are not careful, you can become codependent. That person can become an idol yeah. in your life. Or those people can become idols. So so my my thing is first of all, and I'm going to say it's this God first. This not claiming to have done this the right way. Yeah, but you've learned. But I've learned from it, yeah. Um, it's God first, cause we think we good, right? <laughs> God's and process. It's no, it's so, it's so interesting. I, I feel the need to actually say this, cause a lot of times, why some people turn like you were saying about mm. the, the children of, of Israel, just felt like God was abstract. So they, they needed a physical thing, something there that they could hold, that. they could see, they could touch. With us, in these times, that. you want somebody that you can talk to, you want somebody that you can see, as if, because a lot of people have Someone that can hold you, exactly. someone that can someone, hold you. Someone that you know that, okay, this is the person I'm talking with, God, for some people. It's still abstract. It's still abstract. like, God, I'm talking God, okay, I know that God exists, but I, know I want someone that I can touch, I can feel and everything. So the thing about going to God first, and that's why growing, spiritual growth is so important, because we must have that devotion, we must have that relationship with God, where, excuse me, where you you know that God is real, as in God is more real than a friend, 
is as close to you as a friend, as in God is, as in is God. And that's why some people who do religion, where religious prayer is, oh thou magnificent <laughs> creator of the universe, upon thee we come, unto thee we come, all of that. Mm. The, there's no problem with that. But it's the... God, in I, feel, hard times. I feel so tired right now. In hard times, you don't want to go to... That, yeah. It's the... On your way back from work, you're like, God, today was such an interesting day. Right? It's developing that relationship with God so that when Things when happen. it comes, exactly when those tough times come, you know that indeed God is God is as real as a friend. Then what God does is, because this is how God works, God will now, out of his own wisdom, bring people it's into your space. Yeah. I was going to talk about like God's process, right? Yeah. The thing, another thing with human beings is how we want the easy way out. We or want what, the or what we think is the easy way out. Yeah. We want the thing that doesn't require as much effort or work. Mm. Is why we have rich, quick, quick we get rich quick schemes and all these things. Yeah, because we just want yeah. to get to the end without doing yeah. the work. Yeah. But the thing with God is like, he's like, nope. You're not jumping. Today you're staying here and you're feeling your feelings. You're like, this was so much. Exposing it. Exposing this it. Was so sometimes so you want to cover it. You want to show You just want to just sweep it under the carpet. You just want to be the like. Ca- the carpet becomes a fence, like somebody said. Guy. You just want to just be like, you know what? Right now, I don't want to feel. I don't want to think. I don't want to remember. Like, I trust me i get why people are dealing with loss and grief i get why they will turn to alcohol and drinks and sex and and because it can it's what did you turn to all of you <laughs> okay so um that turned all of you I'm never really been an alcohol person, so I didn't turn to alcohol. So that just. Like, but you just turned to, to something that wasn't Jehovah. Yes, unintentionally, intentionally. Yeah. Most of them unintentionally. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember like this one time. Where did I even go to? Ooh, I remember. Okay. Yeah, last year. Last year was just a year. Okay. So <laughs> I remember this one time. I got I I got a job just as I was going to be, like few days in fact the day i went to the office to pick my laptop i was traveling to a five minute to bury my dad so like i was like this is a great job but just this time like i, I can't like I, it just felt exhausting being trying to do all these things at the same time and so it was just this day one of the first days after i came out from bear and, and i was in that the office I went to the office and we did party and everything and it was all good at home, but like it was just a lot. It was just like I did not honestly it felt like many days I was just a shell walking around because I just you know you the world is, doesn't stop. You still have to be if you're a mom, you still have to be a mom, you still have kids. It's like um what's this guy's name? He's I think his wife's name was Winter. He has these really beautiful daughters that are amazing. Like their faith is so inspiring. They are close to, if you know Priscilla they share, they are close to their family. Her name is Winter. The woman that died, her name is Winter by. He had he had a devotional on new version about dealing with grief and emotions. I was doing it was just like 
guy was speaking my mind because you're saying he's a dad, right? He he has to move on. He has to he has children depending on him. Yeah. You have constantly have people, you know. Like I was I was kind of envious of my kid sister because it's different when you're younger. You don't have as much. You don't have responsibilities like that. You don't have people really or anything really demanding you like that. And and then when you're young, it's just not the same. You don't know as much. Like I, I lost my my grandfather when I was in secondary school. It, it it hurts, but it's different because like I'm sure it was way different from my mom who was good and understood what was exa- like. It's just different. So that day I was just tired of being an adult, and I was just tired of like. Just, I was just tired of being because it was just a lot. So I remember I went to this friend's so I think I went to get something. I'd forgotten something last time was I went to get something. And then I think we ended up talking and then I know that he does read. Now I don't But this day I was just like, I want to forget. I want to not think. I want to not remember. Because sometimes you there are some days where you deceive yourself into forgetting. And then something happened. Like recently, the recent one was my dad's friend calling me. He had just found out that day and he called me. And he was just like that's another thing with losing someone and grief. It's not it's not there's no one way, there's no timeline of okay, okay, within three months, that's it. It's, it's enough to deal with the pain, not to deal with that, no. It's just it, it lives with you, it stays with you probably till you die because that person meant a lot to you. So it was that I was just having one of those days where I was just like, you know what I want to forget and then he gave me I think he cooked it. Yeah, in Indomie and then I had it. And then it didn't really do anything. <laughs> I was just Mom? it didn't do anything. <laughs> I it didn't do what I if I'm being honest, it didn't do what I wanted it to do. I wanted to be a different person. That's the thing. I wanted to get out of my flesh. I wanted to turn into someone else and like forget who is in them. What does she like? Who is that? That's not me. Like, I really just for eating do that. But yeah, so that like, trust me, I'm not giving this because, like, oh yeah, I'm a perfect person and nah. I, I made many mistakes, many missteps, and <sighs> I learned my lessons because those things, trying to turn to those things, or even trying to make an idol out of a relationship or some or the people in your relationships in your life because there's some people that will be there for you that can be there for you a boyfriend or a friend or friends that can be there for you and trying to make them into idols you are just delaying the inevitable because as long as there's something there's a prayer i say this there's a gratitude prayer i say this there's thank you that god thank you that you do not you have never let go of me. I know mean, there's this meme of video that was raining one time where it was like an adult monkey or gorilla with a kid gorilla, and then the kid was trying to go, and then the adult was just eating and holding the kid's tail. And that is the picture I have of me and God. <laughs> Honestly, that is the perfect description. Uh, yeah, I because know. with this whole process, there are many times I was like, I, I just I can't deal with this. I just and that is just okay. I'm holding your tail. Mm. You still come back. You still, and like he does, he always does this thing. Whether it is someone says something or a tweet or whatever, like or him just me and him, and just like 
Or me one day just looking at myself in the mirror and just like, man, what are you doing with your life? Like, how did you get here? And he is. See, we cannot come to God by ourselves. We cannot know God by ourselves. It's God that always makes the first move, He's the one that always extends the first hand. So, the older I get, the more grateful I am that when I am a good. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm acting like that small baby. Oh, God is not like, oh yeah, now I'm good there, and 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 see what your eye your eye want to see. He's still like, I'm not letting you. And it's not just me, cause I feel like sometimes when we believe our stock, other people can have the enemy can make you have inferiority complex. Like okay, maybe just not one person, or it's just that it's a lie. It's not just me. It's not just one person. Not just five hundred people. Like there's no. That is the set amount of people that are going to heaven. It's not. <laughs> it's not any of that. Like God is the whole point of this conversation is because it goes beyond going through something painful. Goes beyond losing someone. Goes because you can grieve during divorce. You can grieve during losing a job. You can grieve during any single thing. So. The whole point of having this conversation today is just yeah being there done that and i have come to say if you do not do this thing with good you haven't had one chance and the thing with what's that saying hurt people hurt people the thing you said the stench you just keep walking around with your hurts and your this your pain and everything on your sleeve and you just keep hurting people keep using people keep misusing opportunities and people because you have refused to let god help you deal with get through this painful moment of your life that's the end of my sermon <laughs> it's so it's so important it's so important and if there's anything i want to say as we you know we wrap this up it is that you know in handling grief in dealing with grief it's so important that we we remember that God is good and God is kind and He loves you through the entire process. He wants to be there to help you, even though it may not feel like it. Yeah. Even though you at That's some point you will be, be accusing God and be like, God, why did you let this happen? Right? But even through that, even through that, you must remember that God loves you and he wants to help you and i just feel like we should just say a prayer for anyone who you know is listening to this um and either is currently dealing with grief or has dealt with grief in the past and maybe they've lost any really, kind of loss exactly any kind of loss pain you know discomfort any kind and you just feel like you know they really not dealt dealt with it properly I just want us to pray for them. Um, and so, Father, we pray for everyone listening to this, everyone who is dealing with any kind of loss, any kind of pain, any kind of grief. Lord, we minister peace and healing to that hurting heart in the name of Jesus. We pray that even in this moment, so much peace washing over them like a flood like a waterfall in the name of Jesus and you help them find themselves in you you help them find
that person who has cried most nights over the loss of their mom and you wish you wish almost every single day that your mom was around to support you to teach you things to show you how to handle things as a growing woman i pray for you that there is healing for your heart in the name of jesus and even even now god is leading you to someone who will, who will stand as a mother figure for you who will teach you everything that you need to know so you're not left alone in this season of your life and for the other seasons of your life in the name of jesus Amen. and so father we say thank you thank you for everyone who's listening every single one Lord, because you are helping them even as they listen to this their faith is strengthening their convictions are strengthening in the name of jesus Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, that part, just to round it up, I just have to add that part. Like, good times is, doesn't mean, good times doesn't equal the presence of God, and bad times doesn't equal the absence of God. So just because you are going through something doesn't mean God doesn't exist, or that God isn't good, or God doesn't care. He yeah. does care. One of the most beautiful things i have experienced with my work with god is was a moment where i felt like i didn't feel like where I, where I got a glimpse of god's heart and you think you know love you think you can love you think you have felt love but until you feel god's love you realize all of that feels in comparison so yeah don't allow the enemy to take your pain and your loss and twist it and use it as an and as a lie to convince you that oh see god is god doesn't care why would you let it happen to lie god cares he does he's still there even when it doesn't seem like he's there even when he's quiet he's mm. still there yeah just yeah. go to him don't 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 complicate things don't go and be don't like just just say exactly how it is doing you yeah. <laughs> exactly how you are feeling if you need to cry if he's there like he's He's the best friend you ever have. He's the best father figure you will ever know. He's the best, bestest, any and everything you will ever have. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. On that note, thank you so much, Fidel. Thank for being you, Imem, for having me. As thank you for gracing us with your sanctified bodiness. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. Until thank next time. Bye. Bye.